All right, for our last topic, it'll be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about this day in history. Today marks 25 years since Apple completed the, quote, acquisition of Steve Jobs' next for 400 million U.S. dollars. Huxley, since you were the one who found this topic, can you fill us in on what was next and why it was so pivotal to the Apple we know today? Yeah, it's it's kind of one of the, the fascinating lost stories of tech history. So in 1985, depending on whose version of history you like, Steve Jobs either quit Apple or was fired by the board. You know, flip a coin, they're both valid, I guess. But uh, a few years later, he... Uh, or not even a few years, a few months later, really, he launched a second company called Next. And for about four years, from 1989 to 1993, Next designed and marketed a really clever and beautifully designed range of desktop workstations. Probably the one that people might be familiar with or might have seen is the Next Cube, which was their first computer. And then later they had a line of more like pizza box shaped computers and their computers ran an operating system that they built in-house called next step and next step was built on top of bsd unix it was super stable like especially by the standards of the late 80s you could run dozens of applications at once on next step and do all kinds of silly stuff and it just would not crash it was super solid and it was also the first desktop style operating system that was designed for high speed network environments. So Next never had an intention of selling to consumers. Their vision was to sell super high powered workstations to universities and research labs and the government, military. And they did pretty good business for a while, but they were losing a ton of money on the hardware while trying to sell, make profit off the software. And so by the early to mid 90s, they had kind of backed away from their hardware business, renamed the operating system OpenStep. They launched a partnership with Hewlett Packard and a couple other companies. So there was a brief moment in time when you could run OpenStep as a viable operating system on uh, Motorola CPUs and Intel CPUs and Hewlett Packard PA RISC CPUs. They were all over the place. And at the same time, that Next was kind of struggling to find a market for this really powerful operating system. Apple was in dire straits. Their hardware line had floundered and their original Mac OS product line was wonky and unstable and it was a mess and they needed a new operating system. And they looked closely at a several uh, small companies that they thought about buying, including uh, B, if anybody remembers B. There was a, an interesting story there. But eventually, Apple ended up buying Next for, as you mentioned, Chris, 400 million bucks. And they basically, you know, it was described as a purchase. Apple bought Next. But within days of that acquisition happening, all of Next's executives took uh uh, powerful executive positions within Apple, including Steve Jobs taking the CEO spot. Although if you remember for a little while there, he was describing himself as the iCEO. He was the interim CEO just until we find somebody else, but then he never gave it up again. <laughs> and uh, and then they took Next Step and they built OS X on top of it. So if you look at the later versions of Next Step next to the early versions of Mac OS X, they're very similar. Next Step had the dock, it had the quartz graphic layer, had all this stuff that you're familiar with from using a Mac 20 years ago all the way through to today. So I'm sitting here, I'm talking to you guys. I've got an Apple Watch on my wrist. I imagine at least a few of you do too. And our watches are running code that was built on Next hardware 
back in the 80s. Like there's a direct lineage from next to today and the stuff that we're using all day, every day. And there's a, a stat, I think uh, you might have referenced this, Chris, but Apple bought Next for $400 million, which at the time was one of the largest mergers in corporate history. It was enormous. And now, as of last quarter, uh, Apple is raking in $400 million roughly every seven hours around the clock continuously. And given that that success was entirely based on the success and the portability of Mac OS X, which was based on Next Step, you can make a pretty strong argument that this was the most consequential corporate acquisition in history. Like It completely changed the game forever. So you mean Apple's acquisition of Beats headphones was not that consequential? <laughs> I'm sure that was pretty good, too. <laughs> I'm sure if you're Dre, you're happy with that acquisition for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no complaints there, I'm sure. I am sure. You know what they say? History is written by the winner. So I think Jobs got the last laugh in, in this entire thing. Ain't that the truth? He definitely got did. Didn't he, he get got fired and got paid? Yeah, didn't he get removed <laughs> again, though? <laughs> didn't Steve Jobs get removed again after that? Or was this Not the after only time? he came back through the next purchase. Yeah, the definitely. only thing that could take him out was cancer at that point. Yeah, because I, I remember he was removed, and then he came back. I didn't know it was through the next acquisition. I thought it was that they yeah. were in dire straits, and they said, please come back. But I guess that he came in through through next then. Yeah, he came in through the next purchase. There was, I had mentioned before that there were other operating systems that Apple had started shopping for. And there's a company called B that had been founded by a former Apple executive, I think uh, Jean-Louis Gasset. He used to run Apple's operations in Europe, left Apple, started a company with kind of similar vision as next and they had a sh short-lived hardware line and a really clever operating system but they didn't have the portability that's what next really had they had a bigger ecosystem of software they had better partnerships with companies like hp and because next had been struggling to find um, an avenue to keep its operating system alive after they canceled their own hardware they had ported it to intel and HP CPUs and other platforms, which meant that when Apple bought them, it was a very straightforward process to bring Next Step to the PowerPC chips that Apple was using at that point, the, the G3, G4, G5, and so on. So that portability really paid off in the end. And now, now everything Apple's doing is built on their own in-house CPUs. So the, the portability story continues with the, the ARM-based CPUs they're using today. Yeah, I, I remember... Think if I... Go ahead, Brian. Do you think, so Hux, do you think if I opened up like Xcode and was mucking around there long enough, I would actually find references to Next in there? Yeah. So if, if anybody's done any coding on Mac or iOS at any point in the last couple of decades, you might notice that a lot of the strings that you would code in Xcode, they begin with NS and that references Next Step. It's still in the DNA of this operating system today. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. If you dig into the applications folder on, on your Mac nowadays, you'll find the chess app. That's that's the same app that shipped with every Next machine. It's just been spruced up with better graphics over the years, but same chess engine. Yeah. Re read my lips. I think I said this last time. Don't ever follow anything that Glenn's ever done from an investment standpoint. I remember <laughs> the early 2000s, someone asked me, hey, what do you think of Apple and, and Macs? I'm like, they're never going anywhere. I would never Oof. buy one. Yeah. Sad, <laughs> sad, sad mistake. So <laughs> isn't it incredible how jobs went after research children, well, children in a good way, like, you know, uh, academic wise, <laughs> yeah. 
and in just kind of like a cool design that that was enough to kind of put its you know stuff you know you know head and shoulders above the rest at the end of the day i think that 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 at some point in time apple did try to make a, a play into the server market right wasn't there like server os and then they also yeah. had like the raid storage as well there still yeah. is right yeah, yeah, there still is. X-Server, was it? X-Serve? X-Servers. Yeah, yeah X-Servers. You're right. And the X-Serve Raid Array. Good call. Giant silver pizza boxes you could rack and stack. Yeah, just, and are those still a thing, or did like EMC and NetApp just squash them? Yeah, they got phased out a few years ago. I think Apple at some point decided that it wasn't a profitable avenue to pursue from a hardware or software perspective. But... um I think that was also kind of coinciding with the tail end of another next technology that lived on at Apple, which was web objects, which was Next's clever implementation of portable code for uh, implementing application functionality within a web browser that was born at Next and then really took off at Apple and I think was still being used to drive the online Apple store until just a couple of years ago. It was, it was still built on code dating back to the mid nineties really. So very, very cool stuff. And if anybody wants to play around on a next machine, let me know. Well, I believe they exited the server market because they, they essentially became an iPhone company. Like Huxley said, they make $400 million every seven hours. That's mostly iPhone sales. Yeah, they, they go where the money is. They've always been very good at that. I wonder what iCloud runs on. Do you think iCloud runs on XServe servers? It's Windows machines. Really good it's question. Windows Server. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the dirty secret of iCloud. It's all Windows ninety eight boxes. <laughs> if you go to Microsoft, they're all running Linux now, so it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think in that that debunked Supermicro story from Bloomberg, I think they did reference mm. that Apple does buy a lot of Supermicro, so that might give us a hint at you know it either runs iCloud or I don't know they have development servers or whatever run, runs on it but yeah just curious because yeah. well, they... apple really eats their own dog food and i wonder if they they went the extra route or what they thought they're doing they're probably running some sort of version of red hat or something like that i bet probably because yeah os 10 is based off unix yeah yeah BSD. with log4j that tells us that it's yeah or yeah thank you free bsd mm. or something of that nature yeah yeah Although nowadays with the rack mountable Mac Pros and presumably soon to be released Mac Pros running Apple's own CPUs, I wouldn't be surprised if there are server farms at Apple that are using uh, rack mounted Mac Pros. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's a lot of dog food they can eat. Yeah. That is the most gross saying that we have. 